everyone. Welcome to the Fairmont Bridge. City of Fairmont's official podcast where you can join us weekly to hear from city employees, elected officials, and local figures to hear about the basic functions and inner workings of our local city government as well as learn about current and upcoming projects. My name is Alex Petrie. And I'm Hannah Turner. And we are both employees with the City of Fairmont's planning department. We are back with another one of our great city council members. Today we are joined by Gia Deasy. Hannah, why don't you tell us a little bit about Gia? Gia has spent over 35 years working in the field of special education. She received her undergraduate degree from Fairmont State. Her undergraduate degree is in the area of vocational home economics and family consumer sciences. She received her master's degrees and did doctoral work at West Virginia University. She has a master's degree in the area of emotional behavior disorders and a master's degree in the area of specific learning disabilities. Gia has spent time in the classroom as a special educator in various counties in West Virginia. She's been 10 years in higher education and faculty training teachers in rural areas throughout West Virginia in the area of emotional behavior disorders. She has worked as a behavior specialist in various school districts throughout northern West Virginia. Currently, Gia is the special services director for Marion County School System in Fairmont. She is an adjunct instructor for Fairmont State University as well. Gia has been active in the community. She has served on various Fairmont commissions, Board of Zoning Appeals, and the First Human Rights Commission. She also serves on advisory boards, Family Resource Network, Youth Academy, and Academy Programs, Disability Action Center, and the Marion County Special Olympics. She is a graduate of Leadership Marion Class 38. Gia is married to J.B. Erse. She has one son, Michael Deasy, wife, Sarah Deasy, and grandson, Mikey. She enjoys traveling, reading, and cooking. Gia, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're so excited that you are here. Absolutely. I think you're one of uh, three that we have left to, to, yeah. to release. Yep. Yeah, I we're, think so. Uh, we're really oh, getting save through. Save the best for last. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah. yep. Episode 20. So let's let's take it all the way back. Why did you want to run for city council? The timing was great for me as far as time in my life to run for city council. Politically, there were some things going on that I wasn't quite happy about. Um, There was an opening in my district, so that made it perfect as well. Um, So I thought I'd throw my hat in the ring. Why not? yeah, Yeah, why not? And you represent the sixth district. Yes, ma'am. Which is the neighborhood. Yeah, why don't you tell us? Why not yeah. you tell us what areas your district covers? Okay, so my district is is diverse is diverse like a lot of the districts are when right. you come to think of it. Uh, I'm a lot of the Walnut Avenue, Hillcrest, around the college. Yes. I kind of snake around that area. Okay. Mm-hmm down around um, where uh, White School area is back in there. So a lot of the area that had some issues with uh, a need for revitalization. Right, right. So that was a a strong pull for me to run Mm -hmm. for city council. A lot of that area had some places on our demolition list this year, too. Yes. Yeah. And that was one of the big reasons why I ran. Yeah. Um, not to, I don't want to come off that we want to demolish everything, but right. there's some buildings that were certainly unsafe and were attracting crime. Mm-hmm. So the demolition and the revitaliz- revitalization project has been wonderful yeah. for my district. Yeah. We haven't gotten as many houses in as I'd like to see for my area. We get that report monthly, 
So, but we're we're marking them down one by one. Yeah, they definitely um, have taken several down in that area, and and like you said, some of them just beyond repair. We've mm-hmm. had um, Ken Fletcher, our building inspector, and and Brian Stewart on, and they've talked about it. You know, the preferences that people fix them up, mm-hmm. and somebody either rents it or lives there. You know, as their owner occupied home, but some of those, especially in your district, I used to live yeah. around there yeah. too. Just were not. Yeah, and like my house is 135 years old. Mm-hmm. A lot of old homes. And they're wonderful. Mm-hmm. And they're wonderful when they're cared for and when you can invest some time and energy in them. But again, they become a real nuisance and a danger yeah. if you have folks that have left them unoccupied, right. whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I look at it this way. I know, I know that your district covers a little bit of that Locust Avenue section. Yeah. And some of the, we have demolished some structures on that main stretch of Locust Avenue. Mm -hmm. And when folks, when young high school juniors and seniors are coming to visit Fairmont State University, their parents are driving them down that road. That's Mm -hmm. the entrance. And, you know, in the past, there have been some not so attractive structures just just neglected homes a lot of blight that had built up over the years on that on that street and i think the fact that we are taking those down demolishing them is making it much more um, attractive and making it easier to to recruit students to fairmont state and and i think it's um I like the rubric that we're using to figure out, you know, which houses or which buildings are going to be up for demolition. Because if not, you start cherry picking and you're like, you want a building here. I want the one right next door to me. I want this. And you're jumping all over the place, sort of like jumping around like a chicken. Um, this This rubric that makes it a little more objective gives points to danger, gives points mm-hmm. to the fact that maybe there's two or three in a row, that if you wipe those out, then you, ma- you make a noticeable difference. Yeah. Right. Or, uh, so I think that we've come a long way in being a little more sophisticated and purposeful, mm-hmm. even though they might not be the three houses that I want that's near me, if there's three that are side by side along Locust or somewhere that, wow, when it happens, it makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Huge. Or something is adjacent to it that will take over that property. I think we've made it clear, or Mrs. Means has made it clear, the city doesn't want to get into the property owning business. Right. They really want, it truly is more than demolition. It's demolition and revitalization. That's right. So it's very purposeful. Um, I'm real excited about that. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I'm glad you you brought that up, that, that we don't want to be in the property-owning business um, because when we demolish these structures, we do end up with the land at the end. Once the structure is taken down, it is it is under city of Fairmont ownership. But what we like to do, best case scenario, would be the adjacent property owner would would take this land. We could sell this piece of land to an adjacent property owner. Um, we we like to give them first priority. But if not, we we are open to selling a lot of this vacant land that we end up acquiring. And just just a, another little PSA. I know we we mentioned this last. <laughs> episode yeah. if you are interested in acquiring that land uh, you can reach out to me so alex let's, specifically let's, let's let's get it let's get it moving <laughs> well 
Gia, what are some of the highlights of your city council experience thus far? Oh, let me see. Thus far, like we've talked a lot about the demolition mm-hmm. and revitalization. That's that's really what called me in. So I was excited about that. Another reason I ran was to make sure that we were supporting some of the nonprofits. I don't think everyone realizes how much of the heavy lifting the nonprofits do for the city of Fairmont. So I think we've been encouraging and our budget continues to, you know, help support the nonprofits. Um, we really, you know, did some work with the Disability Action Center. Mm-hmm. That makes me um, yeah. pleased to be on the council. So that type of nonprofit support, I still see that as a highlight with the council. I was on the first Human Rights Commission, and I, you know, I came on after I think there was some struggle with the city council feeling comfortable supporting a human rights commission and I was proud to be on that first commission very proud but I was also proud to step down Uh, some of my fellow commissioners stepped down as well to give opportunity for more diversity uh, to be represented on that commission and this city council seems to work favorably about supporting the human rights commission so that's that's been a pleasant stride I think for the city council Gia, for those who don't know, since you had experience on the board, what what exactly uh, was the purpose of the creation and the the basic functions of the Human Rights Commission? I'm I'm not going to pretend to be the best person to speak to this because okay. I was on the initial one, but right. I can tell you, you know, when you're an initial commission, that is your charge is to figure out what is yep. your purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your, you know, how are you going to move forward? And initially, we looked at, you know, doing some um, basic operating procedures. We took on, at that time, a more educational format. Okay. Uh, We were really lucky to have Dr. Nolan, James Nolan. I mean, Jim's like a super person to have on that commission. And that's he does a lot of that type of uh, educational um, activity at West Virginia University. So he brought a lot to that first uh, first commission. Uh, We also had some, even though it was, you know, tricky time and moving into COVID, we had some public forums. Let's have people come in and tell us what they see as the Human Rights Commission purpose and function. So that was helpful. Quickly, we recognized that when you form a commission, everybody's terms would be expiring at the same time. And we thought, oh, wow, we're Mm -hmm. just getting this off the ground. This is going to be detrimental to the commission. So, Very like I said, interesting scenario. Yeah. So at that time, it was a good time. Um, White, DZ, Moran. We decided that it'd be easy for us to step down and to allow the next group to come up. Since only about a year and a half had passed, I had my sights on running for city council. Brett White certainly has his hands in a lot of different things. Right. And uh, Marianne Moran, I don't want to speak for everybody, but she was glad to see it started and could pass the baton. Yeah. So um, that's how, you know, that's how a commission gets started. You know, people that are eager to apply, that's not an elected group. I hope everyone realizes that. There's a lot of commissions in Fairmont. You know, if you have the energy 
fill out the application and work with your colleagues and get things started. And that's what that commission was. Yeah. And And is. If you're interested in any of our um, boards and commissions, you can find the application on the city's website, www.fairmontwv.gov. And you can also see the different boards and commissions that we have. It's such a variety. So, so That's how a lot of us get started. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly how I got started. You were also on Board of Zoning Appeals as well. And um, I think that you, it seems like you really enjoyed your time uh, from a recent mm-hmm. uh, council meeting. You really got into um, some details of an ordinance with Shay, and mm-hmm. and it seems like you know that's kind of a a good precursor to being on council, especially when you have those types of ordinances come in front of you. I learned a lot, and I just want to speak to that for a second. Um, There was a time, like I said, that I felt that I needed to be more involved in the community, and I did exactly what you said. I went to the Fairmont um, City website Mm -hmm. and thought, what's out there? Uh, Again, I mentioned to you, my interest and energy has been in neighborhood revitalization and, you know, just upkeeping of the neighborhood. And I thought, this zoning board of appeals, I need to understand how we're zoned, what the rules are, you know, when people come and appeal. Um, I think Ann will have told you the same thing. I learned so much on the zoning board of appeals, and I really, you know, Joe Manchin and Aaron Magic, they were long time, um, had long time seats on that commission. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave us a lot of opportunities to ask questions, same way with, you know, Ken Fletcher and mm-hmm. folks like that. Mm-hmm. So you learn. And um, I spent a great deal of time on that and um, seeing that it has served me well now with a lot of things that, you know, Shay is proposing and things that council wants to get excited uh, about, how to stay within the zoning rules. Right. And what needs to be switched around so that we can expand. Yeah. But it was um, it was good time served. And Madeline Schultz, I don't want to take anything away from her. Um, she served on and still serves on that council. Wealth of knowledge. I mean, that coincides with um, her professional life. She was very helpful, very helpful in helping us learn about um, city codes and zoning. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize in some of the recent things mm-hmm. that um, that our director of planning and development, Shay Strait, has brought to city council are just some things that just some definition changes mm-hmm. that'll just make it easier for people in the public to understand. You know, people on board of zoning appeals, planning commission, staff here can understand it pretty well. But mm-hmm. when you're just somebody out in the public, some of that stuff's difficult to understand a lot of it yeah a lot of it was difficult and a lot of it was archaic Mm -hmm. I mean it just you know old old words that no longer make sense in how we do development policies that don't align even with what signs look like now for businesses so you know it's time to move along so that those uh, I certainly respect zoning Mm -hmm. policy but sometimes it can be very limiting if you don't update it mm-hmm. so that you can bring in new business, you know, keep neighborhoods safe and cordial with your neighbor and that kind of thing. And another another thing that, that Shea has implemented since he, he showed up here within the last year was he, he made the code a bit easier to read for mm-hmm. everyone because prior to his, his arrival here at the city of Fairmont, the, the, the code book 
was very it was it was a lot of pages it was it was very lengthy <laughs> and it was hard to navigate now if you go take a look at it and i know he's still changing it it's it's a it's a bit easier to read he implemented he implemented that permitted uses chart which is i believe personally believe it's a bit, a bit easier to read than it was uh prior um now all this leads us into our next question and i think the answer i think we probably know um, the answer to this question, or, or maybe you'll throw us a curveball here. A lot of council members, when they when they get into city council, they kind of have um, a focus, um, function, area, or certain department that, that piques their interest the most. Was it kind of the, the planning side of things that, that really sparked your, your drive to run for city council? I think it is the planning side. Like yep. I said, whenever, you know, my interest is in revitalization and neighborhoods, of course, the planning side. I'm excited with the Norwood Park project. I know, yeah. Hannah, you've been big in that. That kind mm-hmm. of brings two things together, you know, between planning and inclusiveness for yes. individuals with disabilities. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's pretty exciting. And now it's sort of unfortunate after COVID now looking at what's going on with the American Rescue planning and right. those funds. Yeah. How can we use those to do some really once-in-a-lifetime projects? Yeah. And um, it's an exciting time. It's mm-hmm. sad that it came out of, you know, what may have been right. certainly a historical catastrophe. Mm-hmm. But on the coming out of it is the exciting side. Now, what are we going to do that makes a difference? There's so many options on, on yeah. how... how council yes, can use that money so uh, i am very uh interested to see how yeah what 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 decisions council makes as mm-hmm. far as those mm-hmm. funds go mm-hmm. yeah that's we are too a big big pot of money so i think there'll be a lot of really good things come yeah. out of that for yeah. sure um so what you, you kind of mentioned a few but what current projects um or initiatives happening in the city are you most excited about like you mentioned norwood park and the demolitions but are there any other ones um, that you're really interested in? norwood park the demolitions um straightening up our zoning code so yeah. that you know businesses are attracted and because that's always a frustration when people come in front of the zoning board of appeals they're there because they're frustrated or feel roadblocked or whatever so getting that cleared up and then like i said the the most exciting thing that'll be um, hitting us here soon is looking at how to purposely use uh, those rescue funds to make a difference those are big projects yeah that's enough yeah that's a lot definitely definitely that's a lot now if if you were to meet someone, if you were talking to someone and you were trying to promote and brag about our city, give them a reason to come visit. Someone who's who's not even from West Virginia, a complete outsider, has never heard of Fairmount, West Virginia in their life, doesn't know what we're all about. How would you how would you sell our town and how would you describe Fairmont to an outsider? I don't consider myself an outsider, but I wasn't born in Fairmont. I was okay. born in Clarksburg. Okay. Uh, my parents are first generation US citizens, so we came a long way to be in this location and stay here. Um, but I will say a couple great things about Fairmont that I think attracted me to be here and to stay here. Uh, I still think Fairmont is a great place to raise kids. Now, I might be older, but, you know, I was a single mother for over 20 years, and this was a good environment to raise a child. Safe, good school system, um, just a safe place where your kid can be out and about. 
I think Fairmont State University makes it attractive. Sometimes that's a conflict, being a university town and being a good town to raise kids. But that hasn't been the case. Fairmont State University has been a good neighbor, and um, it's still a good place to raise uh, a child. Other things about Fairmont, I think there's a lot of opportunity for economic growth. I think sometimes we sell ourselves short because we'll say, well, you know, Clarksburg has this and Morgantown has that. We can't be Clarksburg. We can't be Bridgeport. We can't be Morgantown. We're Fairmont. But it is helpful when your neighbors have some things that you don't have and you're still in close proximity to those places. Mm -hmm. So I think where we're located strategically even the fact if you're someone that enjoys, you know, one of our bigger cities, Pittsburgh, we're still close enough to those kinds of places that may offer something different. I'm not going to say better, but something different because yeah. every city offers something different. Uh, I think along the I-79 uh, interstate, there's a lot of good neighbors that make it easy to race up and down the interstate and still make your home in Fairmont. I think, you know, we're looking at things like, you know, uh, really, I know Fairmont seems to have had this conversation for years, but developing the waterfront, mm -hmm. you know, we do have the waterfront and that's, that's important to think about. You know, we have Prickett's Fort and that's a big deal. Valley Falls is a big deal. We're close to a lot of um, natural beauty mm -hmm. that I think most of the folks that are attracted to come to West Virginia, and I noticed this a lot when I worked at West Virginia University. People come from all over the country to come to West Virginia, and it's the natural beauty of West Virginia that typically attracts them. Uh, I think we're working on some of our networking so that our infrastructure that you can work remotely and you can have access to internet and that kind of accessibility, which I think right now that's what a lot of folks are looking at. They're not just looking at a place to work, but they're looking at a place where they can live and raise a family and able to do their work. Mm -hmm. That balance, I think, um, it's interesting that um, how many folks are realizing how important that balance is. And I think we can offer that. I mm -hmm. think Fairmont can offer that. I'm a real advocate of West Virginia. I love West Virginia. My family loved West Virginia. And even my family that felt they had to leave still love West Virginia. Mm -hmm. So I think we offer the perfect balance of family life, nature, and certainly technology, and, you know, an infrastructure that can, you know, host jobs and business. If you don't mind me asking, wh mm -hmm. where did, where did your, your family come from? My father was Italian. Okay. My mother, Spanish. Okay. So um, north central West Virginia, you know, attracted them. And uh, even though they were from two different worlds, that's where their parents settled. So it's been it's been home. Very that's nice. Great. Now I, I I really liked um, what you said when you were talking about Fairmont, Morgantown, and Clarksburg. Mm -hmm. I don't believe we're in competition with each other. I think we can we can work to complement each other. And and I think mm -hmm. all three of those municipalities that you named offer something different. I agree you know, with you. A lot of people say we have to, we've got to catch up. We, we've got mm -hmm. to have these things that these other towns have. And, and I don't, I don't believe so. I think we can, I think we are unique to both yeah. of those yeah. places. I think that, I, I think that what 
most of those people mean are just something similar. We don't have, and I think, and I think that it just needs to resonate with them a little bit more. Like we don't want the same thing because then we want those people to come here, you know, from Morgantown and Bridgeport and Clarksburg and see how great Fairmont is when they come here to use the things that we have here. So I think we need to, you know, diversify across what's in the area. We don't have to have the same exact thing. Let's have something similar, maybe similar, but different. And I think that, you know, we want to, to highlight our assets here for sure. Good point. So, um, what would you like Fairmont citizens to know about you that they may not already know? Well, that's a, that's a hard one to answer because I don't know what everyone does know about me. <laughs> so maybe I want to clarify what they know about me. <clears throat> so, um, and, and this may be a common answer from a lot of my colleagues on the council. Uh, I certainly want them to know that I'm accessible. Mm-hmm. You know, in my professional life as special ed director, I'm accessible. I talk to teachers. I talk to parents. You know, call me. On city council, I feel the same way. We're, you know, offering opportunities for surveys. We don't just do that to jump through a hoop. We want people to respond to surveys. We want people to to email us, to call us, um, to share an idea, um, not just, you know, to to question, you know, respectfully question, you know, what's going on. So that's one thing I want people to know about me as far as um, my role on city council. The other thing I want them to know is that um, I'm, a, I'm a good team player. So, and I can disagree with you and still be interested in what you have to say because I can change my mind as well. And I do think it takes a team. So we want to know those other opinions and we want to have dialogue. And then that way, not an argument, not a competition, but dialogue to see what, what everyone wants. Um, I've had several people in my, you know, we all of us on city council refer to my district. I've had several people in my district reach out to me. Sometimes it's over little things, but things that are troublesome to them. And um, I've been able to go to Valerie, go, you know, and and share that. For some reason, they may have been a little intimidated to either call Chief Shine or to call Ken Fletcher or to call the city manager themselves. And that's fine. I'll gladly do that. But like the rest of the council, we say, you know, we represent all of Fairmont. So, you know, fine if you talk to me about my district. One thing you need to know, I am an avid walker. I walk my district a lot. I know my district. So, or if you tell me, look at this, I can easily jump in my car and drive over and look at something. So please alert me to that. But also, don't be hesitant to bring up, if someone calls me about another issue, I'll certainly share it. I'll share it with the council, too. Josh and I talk a lot, you know, because if it's something over around East Side, Josh or Ann may be more familiar with the area, and I'll share that with them. But, you know, we represent the whole city, right. and we're a very collegial council. And I think folks need to know that, you know, we'll share information across and, um, you know, make sure that your concerns are heard. But definitely uh, we have email accounts. Our numbers are shared with folks. You know, let us know what you're thinking and take the time to answer surveys because then those surveys are given back to us. I don't know if everyone realizes that. When the city council throws something out there for your opinion and it's given back to us, 
uh, your answers, and it's even broke down to our different um, districts. Mm -hmm. So I'll know what the majority of Fairmont City um, folks think, but I'll also see if that coincides with what District 6 is thinking. Mm -hmm. So we're interested in hearing from the community. We are interested. Yeah. We don't just do them for no for the no, Facebook posts. No. <laughs> and um, that's what I think, you know, that's what I'd like folks to know, that we, we are trying to do what's best for Fairmont, and we hear from a lot of people. And we hear from a lot of people in a lot of different ways. So don't think just because one person or two people stand up at a city council meeting and say something that those are the only people that we're listening to. We have a lot of people that call us ask us to come drive by a different area, email us. Some of our older citizens feel more comfortable calling us, mm -hmm. and that's perfectly fine too. Yeah. So I get a lot of calls, especially in the older neighborhoods from the older landowners mm -hmm. that just want to call me, and I welcome that. Or they're, they're afraid something's going on in their neighborhood, and they're afraid right at that moment to call the police themselves. And Chief Shine has been wonderful about that. If they call me, and then I'll call it in. So, Gia, if there's a citizen from your district who who would like to reach out to you uh, about an issue, what's the best way to get a hold of you? It depends with how they feel most comfortable. Certainly, you know, my cell phone's published, and that's 304-657-7227. Okay. Um, some folks will use the city council email. And that's great. They'll do it through there. That's Council mm -hmm. 6. Council 6. At FairmontWV.gov. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I have some folks reach out to me on my personal Facebook page. They're respectful and they message me on the side and ask for me to call them. And that's perfectly fine. So however they're most comfortable. All right. All right. Good deal. Well, you you heard it, folks. Um, Gia, she's out there, and she, yeah. she is very responsive, and there are many ways to get a hold of her. Is there anything else that you want to cover uh, that we haven't covered or anything else you want to discuss? Um, the only other thing, because I did mention it, and it was one of the reasons I ran, mm -hmm. um, I do want to like, do a shout-out to all the nonprofits that are, like I said, doing the heavy work here in Fairmont. I don't know that everyone realizes um, the support that's out there for individuals of all walks of life, um, whether that be Hope Domestic Violence, the Soup Opera, United Way, uh, the Disability Action Center. I could name, you know, tons of other groups. Uh, if you want to get involved and you want to help your community, and you, more importantly, you want to help the people in your community. Please look to all those nonprofits or, you know, or figure out which one and how they can use you. Because whether you're an elected official, whether you're, um, you know, serving on a commission, or whether you just want to volunteer a couple hours of your day every now and again, there's folks that need you. And it is, it can launch, it can start a fire in you. And um, uh, I'd like to see folks able to do that again. I realize sometimes there's times in your life that you're busy professionally or you're busy raising kids or you're busy, and I certainly understand that. But if you can give back a little bit to your community in some ways, you'll meet some wonderful people. You'll learn a lot. You'll learn a lot from uh, the people you serve, and it may spark a fire in you to want to do a little more. Mm-hmm. 
So that's what, you know, I think that's how it gets started. That's how it gets started so if you want to be part of your community. I know sometimes folks complain, you know, it's it's the same old people. Where some of us old people are getting tired too, yeah. you know. So if you want to be some of the new people mm-hmm. and some of the exciting people, um, you know, get out there and volunteer. Yeah. Volunteer. And uh, from when I read your bio, you did Leadership Marion. Leadership mm-hmm. Marion is a great way for people to get a little introduction to some mm-hmm. of, a lot of the nonprofits that yeah. are available out yeah. there, too. So, yeah. excellent. That's right. Well, yeah. Gia, thank you for joining us yes, today. It's thank been you a, so much. It's been great to, to learn about you and learn about your your interest on council. And, mm-hmm. and I think the, the folks, the listeners really really got something out of today's episode. Yeah. Uh, I hope they did at least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this, today was another uh, another edition of our, our Getting to Know Your Council Members episodes. And we have a few left, so, so please keep listening and if you are listening be sure to give us a five-star rating on apple music and spotify and hit subscribe wherever you're listening five stars no less right that is right (laughs) it's either five stars or nothing at all so like i said you can you can stay on the lookout on Facebook for all of our future episodes, future episodes yep. and releases. And you can also find the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, on our Facebook page, on the city website, fairmontwv.gov, and anywhere else that you find get your podcast. That is right. So thank you once again. This has been the Fairmont Bridge, the city of Fairmont's official podcast, and we are signing off.